Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. This is episode 37. And I'm excited as always. I've been joined by my beautiful friend, business partner, um, expander. She pushes me in ways I don't know, I, don't, I can't even describe. Um, Stacey <laughs> Brown. And uh, today's episode is all going to be about God size whole. And we'll get into what that means. Um, but I just want to start by asking Stacey to introduce yourself, Stacey. Introducing the amazing, the beautiful, the stunning, the soon-to-be author and future New York best-selling author, Stacey Brown. Stacey, over to you. Hi, friends. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I'm Stacey. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that introduction. Um, it never gets easier, but it does bring a smile to my face. I, um, I'm an intuitive. I do readings for people and have been intuitive my whole life. I am also a certified Reiki practitioner, and I'm a spiritual mentor and coach. I'm also an Akashic record reader, thanks to NIMS, um, giving me the, the blessing of working with him, doing joint readings um, and training people. And I am a soon-to-be published author. We'll get into that a more in a little bit, but uh, I'm excited about the developments we've made with the book, and I'm excited to be here and really looking forward to this conversation today, NIMS. Thank you, Stace. And yeah, just a quick intro on me. I'm also an Akashic Record Reader, Spiritual Coach and Mentor. I've been um, a reader on the Akashic Record Reader for a while. Uh, it's changed my life. It's allowed me to connect to who I am. I started this podcast based on a message I received when I opened the Akashic Records. So it's been a blessing for me. And the mentoring program and spiritual coaching and mentoring program we created, we channeled in January. It's just beautiful to see the benefits and the changes we're making with that program. And I love everything we're doing right now. And, you know, between me and Stacey, we're working on a lot of different things. Um, but I always love to start the, the podcast by asking that question to all, the, all our listeners. And what are you doing today to shine your light on you? Because so many of us struggle to put ourselves first. And um, when we put ourselves first, our light becomes brighter. And actually, we can help ourselves, help the people around us so much more. So if you struggle to put yourself first and make time for yourself, what if you, what if you change the, the narrative around it and understood that actually when you put yourself first, you can help the people around you so much more. And I really feel it's important that we consider what that looks like. So Stacey, I'm going to ask you, what have you done today or what are you going to do today to truly shine the light on you? So, you know, I've been working with clients since early this morning, and that always energizes me. I absolutely love the work that we do, and I feel like it is a bright spot for me. Um, but as far as my self-care today, to shine the light on me and nurture my soul, um, I'm taking a break uh, in the middle of the day to go and get my nails done. And it might sound like a little thing, but if you are a parent, you know that a lot of times like our kids and what they need takes priority and we sacrifice what we need. And I just made sure to be intentional with time today. I feel super blessed that I have the time freedom that I do to be able to work with clients who are in different parts of the world and fit that into my day, but then still have space for self-care. So I'm looking forward to a drive in the car, listening to some good music and 
going to a nail appointment. And I know it'll lift my spirits because I need that self-care time. So Nims, now my question to you is, what are you going to do to shine the light on you today? And Stace, that's so beautiful the way you describe it. And yeah, even some sometimes small things just help. Um, yeah, as you said, I mean, the client work that we're doing really does lift my soul. We've had some really good creative conversations this morning around you know, what do we need to do to continue showing up? Um, you've challenged me to be um, to be more visible on social media in my stories. And yeah, that's something I'm going to do to show up. But in terms of what I've identified for me today, you know, I, I took some time out this morning just to be in silence. I was, I love that silence time I give myself and I just took an extra 30 minutes this morning where I was just with me. I closed my eyes and I connected to my heart and soul and I was just present. I was just connecting with me um, and just being. And for me, when I do that, it helps me through the day. It helps me to be calmer through the day. And so, yeah, that's what I did for me today. That's great. I love that we're making ourselves a priority. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And so before we get into the topic, um, I'd love for us to, you know, we, I had the benefit of um, you being in London last week and, you know, we were quite heavily focused on working. It was quite intense, but it was a bit intense. And before we go into the topic, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what was happening in London and it kind of is pretty much is connected to the topic we have this week. So I think let's start with the work that we were doing last week and then we can move into the topic. Yeah, so we've talked a little bit on here about me writing a book, and it has been a process of, I would say total a little over a year, because I, I started with a writing coach, and when I was like done several of those sessions, I just didn't feel like the story was coming together in the way that I wanted it to. And when I look back on it now, I believe it's because the story was still being written and I was trying to jump into something before the story was in a place of not necessarily completion, but, but a space where it was ready to be told. And we've been going through this process now for several months where we have been writing the book and I made the decision with you to come back to the UK last week and finish the, the manuscript so that we could send the edited version back to the editor for a second pass and for him to then approve the final document. And I am, I always like to describe things in analogies because I just feel like it, it can make more sense to people. But if you imagine that the painful experiences that we go through show up as wounds on the body, um, the parts of the book that we had been working on have started to like scar over and I can touch those wounds and it's not quite as painful as it was when it initially happened. But some of the wounds are newer and they're fresh and they're still painful and tender. And I found that in this season of this book process with you, I was in the tender part. I was feeling the weight of telling the story in a way that the listener could connect with it. But in order to do that, I was connecting with pain that's more recent. Um, I, I can't even remember if we've told the listeners, but 
Um, I'm newly separated and going through a divorce. And it felt like a very pivotal part of the book that I needed to share. And so taking this time to delve into that has been challenging. I found myself being very emotional while there with you this time. And yet there was a, an exhilarating feeling of completing it and being able to hit send on the email back to the editor saying we've done it. So there's a huge sense of accomplishment. Um, you know, I've read a lot of memoirs in my, in my days. I love to read. And I think the beautiful thing about this book is that it's not just quote unquote, a memoir. We also give a life lesson at the end of each chapter and then an open-ended question to the reader that they can use as like a journal prompt to be a little bit more introspective about their journey and how it's unfolding. So there was a tremendous amount of work this past week. I think we both are a little exhausted from it, but there's also this energetic high that comes from knowing that what you're putting out there is the most authentic, genuine version of the story that you possibly can. I will say I did have um, an oh bleep moment um, through this process when I hit send and I realized what I'm putting out there for everyone to read. <laughs> because in writing the book, I was just thinking about that one reader who needs this story and how it's going to help them. I wasn't thinking about being so public and exposed with um, all the parts of myself. So it, it's been a journey, Nims. You've been on it with me and it's been, it's yep, been a powerful yeah, and it's um, we talk about this all the time. I don't really think people realize how deep and how painful the process is to relive the painful moments of your life. It's that, um, you know, you we re recorded parts of it maybe four times now, and it means that every time you record it, you have to relive it. And when you talk about the wounds and, and even the ones that are semi healed still painful to go but then when you go to the the most recent ones um you know it's even more painful but also you know when we're going through that level of change changing your orbit changing and coming to a different location i i feel it's an important part so for anyone that's going through a lot of change you know, we always can't take time away from wherever we live maybe we can we can't if you can, I would encourage you to, to do that because a change of orbit really helps. But even change your routine. You know, going to a different place, going for a walk in a different location. You know, just doing something different allows you to feel different. And um, you know, Stace, I've noticed your energy when since you've got back. And um, you know, whenever you come here, I feel that you go through some sort of upgrade. Cause you know, your energy since you've been back is uh definitely be pushing me to do more kind of we're working on a lot of things at the same time but there's definitely a different energy um because we hit send on the document because we spent some time here and whatever that whatever the reason is and it's that how often do we do something major in our life but we don't actually take time to appreciate it before we move on to the next thing so i really want to acknowledge what we achieved last week what you you know, what, what, how hard you had to work 
And I remember, um, you know, you love to work in the mornings. You're not really a, a nighttime sort of person, you know, nighttime working sort of person. But there was a determination in you to get it out. And we were working till midnight. We sent it through at midnight. And I, I just want to kind of congratulate you on your work at work ethic, right? And also there's a single-minded focus to get the book out there. Um, it's always been for this one person and making a difference. But I did notice when that aha moment hit you, it's like, well, hold on. You've been so vulnerable in this book. You've shared so much about who you are to help others understand that everything that happens to them happens to them for a reason. There's a life lesson. There's general prompts. You've given a lot of yourself in this book, so I want to congratulate you for doing it. I can feel myself getting emotional. <laughs> which I, I can feel you getting emotional too. I, yeah, I don't. It's it's like I don't want to do that, and yet um, I don't know if our listeners have been through something painful, but I would imagine, you know, especially with my years behind the chair, the thing that I became aware of is everybody has experienced pain before. Um, And sometimes that pain is so raw and um, so overwhelming that we don't know what to do with it. And for me, writing this book, has given me a space to process the pain. And the only thing that relieves it is turning it into purpose, is taking the lessons that I've learned and imparting that wisdom to the reader. And I'm imagining our friends listening to this podcast right now. And I just want to encourage you if you feel that you have a book in you to explore that further, because my feeling through this process has been, I can use my voice and talk about the experiences that I've been through, but what legacy can I leave long after I'm walking this earth? And by putting this into a written form, I'm spreading the lessons to more people than I could probably humanly reach just by using my voice. And so it it just feels so beautifully painful because I'm learning so much about who I am and going deeper into those experiences has me reflective of what other lessons I can pull from these experiences now that maybe I didn't see when it was happening. And I have to tell you that when I made the decision to go to beauty school, I was a single mom with three little kids and I'd always wanted to be a hairdresser. And I talk about the first day that I walked into the beauty school, I literally felt like angels were singing. I knew that I was meant to be there and I never had a day in the industry where I didn't feel like I was on fire doing what I was meant to do. And when tragedy hit our family with my son, I lost that. And I thought that 
it was never going to be reignited, that it was a season that had passed. And I have found since dedicating my life to helping people on their journey to healing, that that feeling of the angels singing has come back. And it's come back with this fiery, electric vibration to me that is almost indescribable. And I'm in awe and I continue to be in awe of all of the ways that things have unfolded in order for me to have the blessing of being able to do this work, whether it's writing a book, whether it's our mentorship program, whether it's a reading, I know that God, my higher power is gifting me the blessing of helping people from around the world. And I just don't take that lightly, Nims. And that's, you know, that's so beautiful, right? It's that when you, when you connect, everyone struggles to find their purpose. And for me, you know, finding my purpose was, I kept it simple because um, we're all here to serve. So we started with kind of, we know we're here to serve. And then from there, we channeled the mentorship program. We, we um, connected with the cash records. It's that keeping it simple from the beginning is what I recommend people to do because we know we're here to serve and we know that our journey is going to evolve and we're going to do different things, the book and everything else. And so, you know, if we can just connect with who we are today and realize that everything that's happening to us is happening to us for a reason and somehow it's part of our training for whatever's coming. Because everything that's happened to, to you in your story has made you this person you are today. And you're really good at turning that pain into purpose is the way you call it. You, you've, you've realized that through your pain, you found your purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful, right? It's beautiful to see. You can, I can feel the passion in everything that we do from the healing side. And we know we're on, on a path to, to create, creating some more and more. And it's to a certain extent because we put ourselves out there. And it's not easy, right? It is, um, but it is changing and understanding that everything that's happening to you is happening to you for a reason. Because I really believe the universe is pushing us to expand and really understand why we're here, especially now. Um, and if we start to understand that everything is happening to us, is serving us, then things start to have meaning. I'm not saying it's easy because the universe in some ways always challenges us, but, but yeah, I mean, moving on to today's topic, um, actually you talk about God's size hole in, 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 the, in the book, right? So um, it's, it was important. I felt at the beginning for you to talk about the book because everything's connected, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I know you talk about, there's a chapter in, in the book called God's size hole. And um, I'd love for you to introduce this topic, God's size hole. What does it mean? Where did it come from? And then let's delve a bit deeper into, the, into that topic. So Stacey, over yeah. to you talking about God's size hole. So for those who don't know, I have to give you a little bit of backstory. Um, my son, three and a half years ago at the age of 17, um, started battling uh, addiction. And he overdosed in our home. And then four months later, he attempted to take his own life. And um, he is thriving 
now. Uh, he lives in a different state and um, he has been sober for about a year and a half and really working on himself and his connection with his higher power. Um, he's very active in the recovery community. And I had the blessing of taking a trip to the state where he was, where he's living now and was able to have dinner with him. And it's been interesting to get to know this version of my son because I spent the last several years with him in so much dysfunction. And we went to an Italian restaurant close to where he lives and we sat down and we were talking about um, some of the challenges that I was facing with my husband at the time who is also in recovery. And I was saying, you know, I, I just don't understand why I can't reach him and why this is so why there's so much distance between us. And my son at the, the tender age of, of 21 um, said, mom, um, dad has a God-sized hole in his chest. And he said, um, I had a God-sized hole in my chest and I tried to fill it with alcohol. And then I tried to fill it with drugs. And then I tried to fill it with gambling. And then I tried to fill it with steroids. And he said, but no matter what I tried to fill it with, that hole just felt so open and exposed because the only thing that was going to fill that God-sized hole is God. And when I started recognizing and having that awareness, I started filling that hole with God, which is the only thing that made me feel fulfilled. And he said, you know, mom, dad has to find God to fill that God-sized hole. And, you know, in the 21 years that I've known my son, I've never had a more powerful exchange with him than I did at that dinner conversation. And I swear to you, that was the biggest takeaway because I started reflecting on my life. And this really does span outside of addiction. What are you filling your God-sized hole with? What are you trying to fill your God-sized hole with? And what I started thinking about is what have I tried to fill that hole with? And I started thinking about, you know, I thought that the God-sized hole would be filled if I got married. I thought that the God-sized hole would be filled if I had children. I thought the God-sized hole would be filled if I made a certain amount of money or if I looked a certain way. And it brought into awareness that I too have been on a journey of trying to fill that God-sized hole. And I think that it ties into what we're talking about with this season in my life, doing the work that I'm called to do and helping people in the way that I am and serving them fills that God-sized hole because I'm doing what I'm put on this earth to do and creating a deeper connection with my higher power when I'm doing it. And so I, I'm curious, Nims, I'm going to put you on the spot. Have you tried to fill that God-sized hole with other things in your life as well? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think we all got that God has hold. And for me, I've always been searching for something, right? And I've always been, um, you know, I think I've tried to fill that God has hold with food before. I think I've tried to fill that God has hold with unhealthy relationships. Um, I think I've tried to fill it with being fixed. Um, and I've kind of felt the hole in searching for something. And, you know, times I've, you know, in this spiritual journey, I've looked for other healers, for gurus, whatever you want to say, and just tell me what I need to do to be fixed. But over time, I've realized I don't need fixing, right? And everything that, that the God-sized hole that we all have, actually the love that we seek, the joy that we seek, the answers that we seek are all in us. And we keep looking outside for the hole to be fixed because keep looking outside for, um, but really what we're looking for is, is the love for self. You know, we talk a lot about the self-care routine. We talk a lot about truly connecting to us. And for me, um, you know, you could, you could talk about filling the God-sized hole with God. Um, some people, uh, and that works for a lot of people, right? Um, for me, I'd say it's a combination of God and, really connecting with me, having the self-care routine, falling in love with me, understanding everything I need is inside me, all my, all the love, all the joy, all the answers. It's like when we connect with the Akashi Records, we're connecting with ourselves. It's the records are in us, they're not outside of us. So, you know, and if we think about the last few years um, with COVID lockdown, you know, for me, that was, um, you know, we all had to isolate all at the same time. And I get there was a lot of pain, a lot of people that left this realm. But also, what if it was in, in whatever way, Mother Nature all telling us to deal with our, to get uncomfortable, deal with the stuff that we, we haven't taken time to deal with, you know, maybe sending us to the naughty corner and saying, you know what, you've got to deal with your shit. And what if that was a period of alone time for us to have that time to really kind of understand what needs to be healed? integrating that um and now the things that used to excite us before that period of maybe drinking or going out connecting with friends watching things on tv um I'm, i would say for a lot of people that those sort of things don't don't excite them anymore the things that used to be exciting the things that used to drive us we're different in some way that that period has changed us and i really feel we're searching for something different and you know Many of us look and start this spiritual journey, right? So many people are going through this awakening journey. Others may turn to alcohol, may turn, turn to drugs, may, because everyone knows there's something missing. And they're searching, searching, searching. And we're all on our, on our own individual journey. There's no right or wrong. It's, it's up to us to make that individual decision. But anyone that's listening, I challenge you to really consider what does excite you? If you, if you think about the God-sized whole and you kind of take time to really understand and ask yourself, do you feel fulfilled? Do you feel like you're living your purpose? Or is there something missing? And I'll ask you, are you consciously choosing how to fill that hole inside you? Are you choosing to, to fill it with self-love? Are you choosing to to fill it with a journey of self to truly connect and fall in love with you? Are you choosing to pick God, pick love of self, 
Or are you choosing unconsciously maybe to watch what you're watching on TV and get drowned in that? Maybe um, you throw yourself into your work. Maybe it is drink. Maybe it is alcohol. But if you're listening, you know, I would challenge you to really ask that question. What are you doing to fill your God-sized hole? I know for me, um, this spiritual journey, this spiritual connecting with who I am, understanding my purpose um, is part of filling the hole. It excites me. It, it, gives, it really kind of lifts my soul. Um, but I also know that I'm still working progress. So I've still got to, you know, kind of continue to build on my self-care routine. I've got to still do the things that I know that work, but do them continuously. We're all work in progress. We're all students of life. You know, so when we're on this planet, we're always growing. We're always expanding. You know, we're always completing our soul contracts. But are we doing it consciously? And, and for me, I talk about this a lot, but it's always this, there's stages to healing, right? And this first stage is awareness. So when we start talking about this God-sized hole and we start challenging ourselves and how we fill in this God-sized hole, that increases our awareness. And once our awareness is increased, then we need to accept. Because sometimes we become aware that we've been doing things that maybe are not productive. And we start to think, oh my God, I can't believe we've been doing that. But you have, none of us have got a time machine. Well, not that I know of. So it means we have to become aware of what, what we're doing. Then we have to accept. We have to fall in love with this version of ourselves because this version of ourselves is perfect in this moment. Because from that awareness, from that acceptance, then you can start to choose what you're going to do differently. And maybe that's when you accelerate your spiritual awakening journey, your journey to self. You choose to truly focus on you, have a strong self-care routine, and really start to fall in love with you. And then you can start consciously filling that hole with what you want to fill it with. Instead of drugs, alcohol, watching TV, food, work, whatever that thing is, start to make a conscious choice. And then from there, maybe you can start to feel truly connected with yourself. Stacey, I went off at a tangent. I know you asked me a question, but uh, this is a... No, I think, it's I think it's great. I think it gives the listener you know, some real perspective because I think so often we feel like if we accomplish something, then we're going to feel fulfilled. Like we, there's a lot of like, if I do fill in the blank, then I will feel, right? And what we're saying is, how do you fill that space within you today? How do you find ways to connect and be fulfilled in this moment regardless of your surroundings, the accomplishments, et cetera. I mean, I feel like there's stories out there all the time of people who have, for example, won the lottery, thinking that that's the ticket to them having a fulfilled life, that, that if they have the money in the bank, and then you hear about them losing all the money or going through this you know, deep crisis because of the money and the vibration changing, but what happens when we turn inward and we find ways to connect with our higher power and to connect with ourselves that allow us the space to fill that God-sized hole with something that is going to be long-lasting? And for me, I think it's the number one reason why I'm so passionate about this work, because I think there are so many of us who are unaware that we are even filling a hole in us or trying, I, mean, I should say trying to fill a hole within us with these things. I mean, shopping, right, is a, is a big one. Um, 
our the 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 image that we portray to the to the outside public um trying to compete with other people who are in our social social circle with like where they are and what they're doing like there's so much of what was ingrained in me as a child that was like performance based like if you do this then you're worthy or then you're valuable or then you're enough and i brought that programming into my adult self in feeling that if I, you know, had my dream home in the country, then I would feel fulfilled. If I had a six figure business, then I would feel like I was enough. And when I, when I think about this powerful conversation with my son, it's something that's going to stay with me forever because it's such a profound question you know, to, to think about what are you trying to fill that hole with? And so many of us, so many of us get up in the morning and we're operating in a space of, of performance, right? Like this, this right. Or unaware and having a deep question like this at the forefront of your mind, in my opinion, changes everything because like you said, once you have the awareness and the acceptance, then you can take action, right? And, and you get to choose, right? You choose from that space, yeah. Right, choose. and what a powerful thing to come into the awareness and the understanding that this is a choice and that every day we can choose differently. And what a powerful experience to have my son be a teacher for me in that moment. And, you know, I have no idea if he'll listen to this podcast, but I do want to publicly say to my son, Dylan, that you have been one of my greatest teachers in this season of pain that you have been in for so many years to see you now coming out the other side as an independent and strong and self-aware person is the greatest blessing. And so I'm deeply grateful for the conversation, but I'm even more grateful that we've created a space to be able to have these kinds of conversations on the podcast, because I wonder how many of our listeners can relate to this. Maybe that's what we've got to ask, right? Is ask that question. What are you feeling? One, do you even feel that you have that God-sized hole? Do you feel a yearning, a searching, or something for something different? And if the answer is yes, then what are you choosing to do with that? And are you conscious with your choice? So, you know, how many of us spend many hours just scrolling on, on social media, right? Whether it's Instagram, TikTok, or whatever, it's that you know when you're just watching things on tv or whatever is that are you conscious with what's missing inside you and are you consciously are you making a choice on how you fill in that big hole and there's no right or wrong there's no but there is awareness and there is a choice mm-hmm. and what makes us different as as a species is we have free will we get to choose and um, again, there's no right or wrong, but we get to choose 
what are we filling our time with and what are we filling that hole with? And it's such a beautiful metaphor. It's a beautiful way of just really describing the emptiness. I think I feel a lot of people are feeling right now because we all recognize there's something missing. And I really feel the beauty of what we do and, and the healing and the work that we do is we're not, we don't here to fix anybody. We're very conscious that we're here to guide people and we're here to guide people to their answers inside. So we're not, we can't, we can't fix anyone. We can't tell anyone what to do. We can just intuitively feel other people's energy. We can use our experiences to maybe expand other people, but everyone's answers are inside of them. And it's the beauty of what we do and the way that we do it is we guide people to their answers. And it's beautiful when we get kind of, we're working with somebody and they have that light bulb moment where all of a sudden they realize, well, hold on, this is, this is what I'm doing on a daily basis. And some of it's serving me, some of it's not, but I get to choose. I get to choose differently. And it's just, you know, when we, when, when we see the changing people, when they start to realize they get to choose, because how many of us are an autopilot? How many of us are autopilot with our parental programming, with our religious programming, with just, you know, working and putting maybe all our time into work? You know, how many, how many of us are, realize that we have a choice? And how many people are just living an autopilot life um, based on the programming? And I really feel whatever's happening to everybody individually, the universe is pushing us to really understand why we're here, um, to really understand why, how we're going to serve in this next phase of our lives. And that's why the work that we do um, feels divinely timed because of what's happening on the planet. Absolutely. I, it's so interesting because, you know, when you're going through dark times, like the challenges that my family's faced in the last couple of years, it can sometimes be hard to see the, the woods through the trees. Like when you're, you're in it and you're, you're just focused on surviving, you know, and I, I was so anxious about having this interaction with my son because I don't know this adult sober version of him. I know that the dysfunctional, broken, lost teenager. And I went into this experience with him, like filled with anxiety, like as his mom, you know, who is this person? I don't know him. And yet the conversation for me was so impactful and has been something that I've used to connect with our clients, asking them what they're filling that God-sized hole with. And, and like you said, there's a chapter in the book about it. And it's just fascinating that our children can become some of our greatest teachers because this conversation has sat with me since I've had it with him on a regular basis, even in asking myself, you know, what am I trying to fill that God-sized hole with? Because I think it's, it's an active discipline. We can have moments where we're very aware that that God-sized hole is there and what we need to fill it with, right? We can have those moments where we have a deep conversation like this and we're reminded. But I also think that when it comes to the programming and our upbringing and, and that kind of indoctrination of, of performance-based living, it's very easy to revert back to that and to slip into old patterns of behavior. But when you take the time regularly to check in, 
it can shift the way you show up in the world collectively because you're in tune with those ways that you're trying to fill, fill a void. And so it just feels to me like this is going to be one of those podcast episodes that's going to bring the listener a bit of a zing, like, oh, wait, what am I, what am I doing here? Um, and then not only that, I want to take it a step further. If you're a parent, what is the message that you're sending to your children? Because I think about, you know, I, ha- I have a big age gap between my third child and my youngest child of like 10 years. Okay. But the three older ones, I don't feel were raised in this awareness, like with a mother who was awakened and intentional. And I think about the example that I set for them of me filling that God-sized hole. And a lot of it was me working, feeling like if I attained a certain level of financial abundance and reputation in the beauty industry, that that was somehow going to fill that space within me. And now in this season, the way I show up in the world is so much different. And so my youngest is getting the experience of seeing a mother who's filling the God-sized hole with God. And the lessons that I've learned through this painful experience have been absolutely life shifting. Like I, I see how I fill that hole now and I do it through meditation and that quiet time when I'm either out in nature walking or I'm on the treadmill running. That's my, that's my space where I connect with God and I do it through my daily journal practices and I do it through Oracle cards and through prayer and through reading. And I've found ways on a daily basis to take action on that whole. Beautiful. It's really interesting. I mean, just, just to kind of warn the listener, I guess a little bit is like, once you start asking yourself these questions, um, if you're not feeling the God's house whole productively, focus on what you're going to do differently instead of being annoyed with yourself, beating yourself up. Focus on what you're going to do to be different and do something consistently. Because mm-hmm. having that negative self-talk isn't going to, isn't productive, isn't going to help anyone. But with awareness, you get to choose. So choose what you're going to do. And really try and choose something for a minimum of 21 days because you've got to do something consistently. And Stace, I, I think about all the podcasts we've recorded over the last few months, and having a strong self-care routine comes up so often. And it's that, you know, finding a strong self And we've got podcasts on the early episodes where we talk about creating a self-care routine, but it's that creating a routine like you just talked about, you know, meditation, being walking, kind of creating time for ourselves, it's like having a strong base chakra. And from that awareness, you get to start to make some choices about, about what you want to do. So, you know, I would, I would encourage the listeners, as you're thinking about the god size hole and as you think about what you're filling it, also think about what's your self-care routine? What are you, how are you giving yourself time to truly connect with who you are? What does that look like? And, and be kind to yourself. Do things that lift your soul. I mean, I, we always start the podcast by asking that question. What are we doing to lift our soul? 
super important question. It's a question we should start each day with. And it's like, as we become aware, we get to choose how we feel in that God-sized hole. Mm-hmm. And the other point I make is the word God sometimes triggers people, right? So if God doesn't work for you, then think of source, think of a higher power, think of, because um, most people would, would agree there is something out there, there is a higher power, whether you want to call it source, whether you want to call it God, whether you want to call it whatever it is, but it's like ultimately knowing that you have a gap and a hole in yourself and making a conscious choice about what you're going to fill it with. Mm-hmm. The words and the symbols and, and the labels we give to things is, is a human thing, right? It's something that we need to, and some words trigger us and some words don't. But just focusing on yourself and focusing on the fact that maybe you are searching for something different. Maybe you do have a hole that you need to consciously fill it, fill it with something that's uplifting. Start from there and then choose what you're going to uplift it with. And I, I mean, I love this conversation because it's challenging in a way that we all are being challenged, right? We all are searching for something different. And, you know, collectively, I feel we're all going through something at the same time. If you think about the energy around us right now, you know, there was six planets in retrograde. Mercury is now not in retrograde anymore, but there's a lot of change. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of emotional energy that's around us that's pushing us to do something different. Mm-hmm. And let's choose to do something different. And yeah, say to absolutely. the sun at 21, think about it, at 21, was aware to the point where you could ask this insightful question. I love that. I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, I think sometimes our children are our greatest teachers. And I, my hope today is that we can leave the listener with a few questions. And the first one would be, what are you trying to fill that God-sized hole with? And then the second one would be, what routine can you implement to deepen that connection in order to fill that hole with the one thing that is going to give you lasting fulfillment? Those are the questions that I would like to leave the listener with. Love those questions. And um, yeah, we include those in the show notes. But, uh, but Stace, I've loved, loved this episode. It's so um, the space that we create and this podcast and the feedback we keep getting and it kind of lists, it lists my soul every time I get a message because um, we get messages all, all, all the time now. And just when we receive those messages that this podcast is making a difference, it's our way of serving, right? It's our way of giving back. And it really does lift my soul. So just, I love the space with you. I love what we're creating. Um, I would encourage those listening, if you want to give, want to give, give us feedback, please do. Um, you'll find our social media connections and stuff in the show notes. I would also, if you like the podcast, please do rate it on whichever platform you're using, add comments. It just gets the podcast to more people. Really do feel blessed with this space. We're blessed with everything we get to share. And it's just, yeah, just really sending out so much love and light to everyone that's listening. You do definitely lift our souls and you really, we do hear you when you message us. There are any topics you'd like us to cover in the future, please let us know. We love that feedback too. If you want to find out more about what we do, then you can, again, on the social media links that I'll put on the, the show notes, you can connect with us on Instagram, find out what we do. 
If you want to find out more about mentorship programs that we've channeled, more about Akashi Records, please reach out. Um, we love, love, love what we do. We love connecting to people's energies and guiding them and uh, sending so much love and light. And Stace, I would love for you to close out this podcast. I mean, I, I just hearing what you're saying, I, we love when people reach out to us and I, I just want to emphasize that it's, it's one of our favorite things. We get emails every week, um, messages from all of you with your feedback. And we love that. And we love sharing what we do. Um, as far as our mentorship program, we do have a free discovery call that you can book with us. If that's a journey that you want to take, I know for me, my journey would not have unfolded in the way it has if I didn't have incredible mentorship in my life to bring me to this place. And I know the power of having a cheerleader and a supporter in your corner. And I just want to express my gratitude before we close out. Mims, I love doing this podcast with you and I feel honored that we have the blessing of using our voices to make an impact in this world. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for you and for the work that we do. Great episode, buddy. Thank you. I'm super, super grateful for you too, Stace. I, um, yeah, I love the energy of what we're doing. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And as you close out, I'm sending so much love and light to everyone. And um, yeah, if this, if this episode res resonates with you, please let us know. Thank you for now. And we'll be back very soon.